0: You know, when I used to do that maybe 10 years ago, it was like unleashing a bunch of flying monkeys because you'd be like, at the core, isn't this fundamentally just a search engine? Which can be very
1: insulting and and "Ah, demoralizing. ah, Yeah.
0: ah, Oh my God, no! Okay, Rich, listen, one of the things that we do a lot of, a lot of here at PostLate is complain about software. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yesterday at this exact time, I was sitting in here and I was reviewing candidates for a director of content position that we've opened up here at the firm. Okay. And we use a tool to do that. We use a tool. We use a, let's not name it because I don't want to name all the software as a service because I'll tell you why, because everybody has a good growth marketing team that is going to DM me on Twitter and say, Hey, heard some interesting feedback about our product. We'd love to talk to you. And you know what? I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do your product work for free. It's not just that. We might hurt some feelings. We're going to hurt some feelings. We're going to say some words. And the things that we're talking about apply to just about every software as a service product. Now, this is an HR recruiting tool. So people apply directly through the tool. That's a nice aspect of a web platform. They fill out a form, they upload their resume, and there it is. Okay. And then I log in. I always have to log into it. Always. I'm logging into it all the time. 30% of the time I'm using this program, I'm logging in. That is a true marker of a 2019 web application especially when it won't let you log in unless you use some other authentication method and you have to do it twice per session. Just to give you
1: a sense, I don't know how accurate this is. Recruitment software is going to approach $3 billion. A very large addressable market. Yes, a very large market. That's in the U.S., That's well. It's software knows no bounds these days. True, true. But they're saying, and this is based on Fortune Business Insights. I don't know if that was Fortune or Business Insights (laughs) or Fortune (laughs) Business Insights. But they're saying by 2025,
0: it's a three billion dollar market. HR is vast, right? So this is not a surprise. This is not a surprise, and this is growing. Right. So this used to be, you know, your giant HR management system that only big companies used. But now there's the second tier for companies like us. You know, we're around 60 people. We're always hiring because we work in tech and we're growing. So we need a system like this. We also, like a lot of companies, five or six people might interview somebody before they come and work at Light. So it's two things, right? It's documented information and knowledge management about individuals and its workflow.
1: I think that's it. That's it. And, And look, let's also highlight, there are products out there. And you know how I always know, like there are products out there that are just mega size like you know how you know when you go there and there's a lot of people smiling staring at computers but there's no pricing when there's no pricing
0: when you go to the that is true you hit the product page there's a couple different shots sometimes in a carousel of people doing absolutely generic business things like there are two guys at a whiteboard and then the next picture is 25 people just looking up towards the camera yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't figure out what the hell they sell? Yeah. That's very likely your yeah. large company HR service provider. And what they want to do is talk to you. There's no pricing
1: yet. And what they'll do is they'll do a... you'll well, pricing they'll bait starts you. at
0: hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's a
1: relationship, right? It's a long sell. What they want to do is get to know you. So they'll say, book a demo. And yeah. what they do, make you fill out a form or oh, schedule a call. Or the white paper download is a good one, too. White paper download look, is another way to get your it. contact the way, you know, info.
0: Look for the top five trends that are going to influence HR and hiring managers internationally in 2020.
1: You get the paper and the next thing you know, the software is somehow
0: in your inbox every 60 days. You know what else they do is they like to get some report from, you know, like a Gartner type organization Mm -hmm. that would normally cost $20,000 to download, but they put it in the white paper and they add like a little bit of their own. Yeah. We're helping you do
1: the research you need to do to make a
0: big purchase for your HR. That's
1: right. And by the way, we, we're not that big. And there are a lot of, I don't know what you'd call this second tier, but it's essentially it's SaaS and you do see pricing. There are well,
0: tiers. It's usually per user, right. per seat. Let's or, frame it on ROI, right? Like if we spend a couple hundred thousand dollars a year on HR software it's more expensive than having people do it. It's more expensive than doing it. Like you get, that would be really, really bad for us because we could hire less people with the money we were spending to manage our HR. So we're not going to do that. We're going to buy something that probably costs, you know, $150 per user per month or something like that. Correct. Right? And like, we're on our sec. It's worth knowing we're four years old. We're on our second tool. This our one- first
1: tool, <laughs> by the bad. way, let's talk about our first tool, which was email us at jobs at postlight, And then yeah.
0: we are essentially routing PDFs attached forwarding to, to an HR director. Correct. So that was tool zero tool one. I've actually erased the name of it from my head because it was so terrible. It was bad. It was incredibly disorienting. You couldn't get around the app. You didn't know where to go next. I want to say that be tool clear, two there is an expectation. There is an expectation that web software, you don't really need to learn. There and this no- one maybe we should have gone to a 6 week training course in but it was bad no, no, no. It was catastrophic.
1: And the truth is, like, I'm looking right now at our current tool and uh-huh. I'm seeing, hey, is there like an, an owner's manual like somewhere? No, it takes you to a knowledge base, which is a very normal
0: move. But like, can you help me? Like, give me the five minute tour. Like, is there something? This is a place where we've taken a step back where it's like, here's a video to market it and here's the how to get started. And then that's it. There needs to be a software as a service Microsoft help.
1: Microsoft.
0: Remember that? You'd get some app and you'd be like, oh, here's the little weird pseudo HTML thing that tells me everything I need to know. It told you what you needed to do to use the software effectively.
1: Yeah. And look, I I like the idea of zero training. No, because You
0: know what they do? It's, you know, what's even worse. So it's like, okay, you're not going to give me any help because it's also obvious and intuitive, but then you're going to pop up a person in the bottom right and try to upsell me on stuff. And now I'm starting to lose my mind. Yeah. When you're like, hey, did you know that with Baba Pro, you can, and I'm like, you didn't even get the baseline, right? Well, when you go into help, you're trying to solve a problem. Yeah. You're not really going through, okay, I'm going to put three hours
1: of learning in. Usually it's like, I'm stuck. Maybe if I hit this little question mark at the top,
0: right, I'll get this solved. Okay. So,
1: all right. So wait, 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 hold on. Finish your
0: story. Like you've got tool number one was not good at all. All right. So we upgraded, we migrated everything and that took a week that's like we had to spend our own development resources so many thousands of dollars down the hole to get onto the new tool
1: okay now we're on tool two tool two suffices well let's get
0: one thing out of it's definitely better than tool one tool one you just were like reloading the page all the time and work was wasted tool two does everything it works It does everything it advertises to do. And it lets you search through resumes. Yes. It lets you upload PDFs. There are little edge cases like the PDFs don't always show up in the browser. That's not great. And there's other things like that, but they're very edgy. Like one out of a hundred resumes you look at, something is clearly wrong at a technical level. They're understandable glitches, but the UX is complicated. It's hard to follow along. There's all this workflow, things fold and unfold. And we were talking about it and I was complaining for the 500,000th time about this piece of software. You complained about it too. Yeah. And you said, it's just a set of features. It's a collection of features. And that's real because what is it? We said it earlier, but let's say it again. A HR system is a document and knowledge management platform and a workflow platform put together. I have users and groups and I have tasks that people must perform around resumes and which are the absolute core object. The profile of a person is the atomic unit of meaning in this system. And I do things with those resumes to move them along a path, turn them into interviews, respond to the interviews, so on and so forth. So conceptually, the platform is really, really clear what I'm building on top of.
1: Yes, this is a classic counter to what you're saying, which I hear people saying, if they're listening to this, like you're grossly oversimplifying it. This is a very complicated piece of software. This is not a
0: to-do list manager, It's not just that. Let's be clear. The thing I said is still true. It doesn't mean there's not a million edge cases. Yeah. But the thing I said is true. There's two things that you do. You create objects that represent people, and you assign documents and knowledge around them, and then you move those from one part of workflow to another. And yes, you might send an email. Pops in a chain. You might reject a candidate. There's a million things that follow on Right. From so to
1: clarify, because not everybody here recruits people, you're talking about Betty's resume comes into the office. Mm-hmm. There's a first call that happens in HR, what we call the bozo filter, and it's just, should this move along? Well, because sometimes you Step get people one. who are
0: literally applying for the wrong job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a mistake. And so they say, okay, pass this step one. HR manager lines up four people at post light to meet the person that's round two. And then if they pass through that and then each of those people fill out scorecards and then they pass this to the next round for final decision or whatever it may be. That's the workflow you're talking that's about, right? And right? The
0: Resumes stay on file so that we can search and return to them. They're connected to the jobs. Like there's things like that. Correct. But it's data and metadata and, and users and groups and workflow. Yeah.
1: And look, You're bringing up something. It is an incredibly powerful tool to constantly oversimplify things when you're trying to solve software design problems. When you try to oversimplify things, you bring a certain sort of false naivete to the discussion. It forces you to bring scrutiny to the integrity of the overall
0: product. But here's the freaking thing. Of course, there's a million follow-on things you do. Of course, you can't just like throw Elasticsearch at it and cross your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Just sending the emails about the resumes is a brutal problem that involves either five cloud services or, <laughs> you know, <it's> personal <laughs> well, spam. Well, let's not get into implementation. You're talking
1: about usability and just the thing being talking, easy not, to kind of understand. Even below that, I'm talking about the conceptual
0: platform that yes. you're going to use to build this thing, so I've got a name for what you're describing, Paul. What backlog-driven product? Okay, wait. That's not what I'm describing when I say the platform is really simple. Actually, oh, when we're ta- I got excited for yeah, a second. Got, Here's the thing, Rich. That platform idea is right there, right? And we can see it. You and I. Wait, after, but when you say platform, are you talking about software? Or are you talking about the product? I'm talking about what's underneath the product. You and I see it. We complain about it. But what we're really complaining about is a process that they use to build this thing, which is that. You can see, you can see and feel that it is a set of features meant to respond to different use cases for different people who need HR problems solved. Glued together. That's right. And then they backed that onto a couple, they went, what tools can we use underneath this in order to solve these HR problems? Yes. And software just emerged into the light almost by accident. And that's not frankly how we see the world. We meaning you and I. You and me. That's why we are probably, probably one of the major reasons we work together is It's not just an intellectual exercise. If you figure out what needs to go underneath, like what the foundation of the house needs to be, the product is much better. It's more consistent because we just assume that people can learn what is actually underneath these things. And Mm -hmm. then you want to empower the user, right? There's two ways to look at this. One is I'm going to give you a set of concepts that you can very quickly intuit and understand. And then you're going to be able to do things with those software concepts made real on the screen. Twitter is an amazing example. I'm going to give you a little box and you're going to put some words in it. And then these behaviors are going to emerge as more and more people put words in the box. Yes. And you're going to retweet and you're going to like. Like these are operations on objects, but that's the platform. It's a very simple platform. And then you add search to it. And like there's a few other things going on. Software is like people. I have little kids
1: and I've met their little friends. And some of them are monsters. Some of them are terrible. They're just, they want to destroy your house and they want to do evil things. And they're really mean. But even at five, Mm -hmm. I see something very pure there. I see something there that is still just this kind of wonky personality. But you know what? It's fine. It's like, they're cute. And they're actually, there's always kindness there. Even when like a four-year-old is kind, fundamental, even when they're mean. You know
0: why my wife was happy last night? Because my daughter was just as terrible to me as she was to her. Right? It's just it was good to her to know that my daughter was just being annoying to everybody. Yeah, easily, yeah. Right? like it's just so yeah. when you have that idea, we're gonna make a beautifully
1: elegant piece of software that moves a candidate along a chain and it's smooth and there's very little friction around the, well, how it and flows. And what I'm thinking, you know, well, let could, me, let me, let me go through okay, this thought going. and it's oftentimes starts that way. You, there's a good chance that tool number two version 1.0 had a pure aspect to it. Very sure. pure. And so,
0: as Twitter we did. We want to solve HR because it is a pain. I want to make an inexpensive tool. We can do this better yes. than everybody else that lets us move thousands of resumes through an organization and makes it really easy to apply. We can do that. And they do. Let's say they did. I don't know 1.0 because we have whatever version it is. Okay, let's yeah. say they did. Clearly they got there because we're okay. They the,
1: got somewhere. The child is is five and there's a pure aspect. And then you see that you, you lose touch and
0: you see that kid when he's 19. Just to elucidate this metaphor as it's going along, <laughs> Kika, the beautiful native state is like here we are. It's full text search that works beautifully, that gives me great relevant responses. And I put documents in and I get them out. But what happens is they land 50 clients and Mm -hmm. the
1: feedback starts coming through and patterns are starting to emerge around the customer, not call them complaints,
0: but feedback. You got these product managers who are writing up use cases and user stories based on the input from your actual customers. I've heard this ask like 11 times already. Yeah. We got to put it in. Okay. What they really want is a way to schedule five people for an interview.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like the VP of product is like, look, I can't just take every request and put it in the software. They're like, fine. Okay. But you know what? I've heard this like seven times. And by the way, one of the clients is
0: Boeing. Yeah. you know. So you we're know what doing great, it. You know whether you like it or not. Like, they want to print all the resumes that come in on a daily basis. Like that is a classic. <laughs> Some wacky. exactly. And, and you exactly. Just say, As a large aerospace company, HR and hiring manager comma. I would like to print every resume that comes yeah. in on a daily basis comma because I need it for archival and legal. reasons. Yes. And period. looking forward to chatting about renewing the license. No, that's right. <laughs> Next no, no, week. No, but I mean, that's my, but that's my user story. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that goes in and like people now all of a sudden there's this artifact that doesn't actually connect to the platform, like isn't part of that original vision. That original product owner, ideally now has probably been promoted. Well, well also, (laughs) all these things have been logged, right? So what are we logging? Uh, Probably Jira. But also, the guy who built the first version, or the woman, is now the CTO. And they're just trying to keep this hurricane under control. And now there's 50 product managers because they got some venture capital. It's a huge success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
1: mean, and this stuff's getting filed away. It's a huge
0: success, but it's also now it's got venture capital. It's a giant gaping mall that is being filled with user stories that have to be turned into product features or they won't be able to find a hockey stick of growth
1: that's the theory, right? Like that's the hope that if you do get these features in so I can keep
0: going. The core hot little product, like that Mm -hmm. actual key platform underneath where you could look at it and go, wow, this is a great resume management Mm -hmm. tool. Mm -hmm. That is about to get covered up in layers of sand, garbage, and children's toys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily though, because there's a couple things that happen. First, there's one of three possible paths one is yes just layers of garbage get layered on and on and on and like jira looks like an Allen ginsburg poem of yeah. user stories and it's just all these shards of needs like just layered on top that's of right. each other and whatnot so path one which is the most common and frankly is the outcome for our product that we use tool number two is you could see it's been caked on yeah the features they had to check the boxes and
0: it's been caked on that's path one. Well, you know, and the other pure example here is like the Spotify desktop app.
1: You know, I I wanted to go to Spotify with this conversation because Spotify definitely like
0: you could tell there's no cohesion to how the product evolves. No, I mean, the Spotify Um, desktop app is like you get a big frying pan and then you have one team puts an egg on the right. One team starts to make pancakes on the left.
1: Let's connect this back to our 19 year old who was really cute and pure as a four year old. Uh They have what's called baggage now.
0: Yeah. have got these as, issues. Also known as body hair.
1: That's path one. It's a bad path. You uh-huh. end up with essentially bloated, feature-driven, what I call backlog-driven product, right? Path number two is you have a VP of product that always forces you to test it against the integrity of the whole thing. Now, hold right? on. First
0: of all, path number one represents about 97% of stuff. 97%. Like, this is real. So let's just say what we're describing here, which is that a product comes into the light, a small team has built it, it's built on understood APIs and it's tight and it runs good and it's like an early motorcycle, it just... Mm-hmm. It's, fast and it kind of burns a lot of fuel and it's cool. And then in order to grow it, requests and user stories start landing. Those turn in the JIRA tickets and that becomes the entire flow. So then people start literally just like putting chewing gum on it to and hold. Look, they're making together. money and they're checking boxes, right? And they talk about these feature ads. And this is not bad. This is just everything. This is the baseline for no, how
1: is, software gets built. In a hugely successful product, what happens is this. They say, you know what? It's
0: time to redesign it.
1: It's time to shed all of that cruft, all of those weird decisions that were you know, made you know over what 10 also years. Happens,
0: this is real magical too. It's not By the way, this the, is the equivalent of the 19-year-old starting therapy. That's <laughs> right. It's not <laughs> just that. It's that they don't just redesign it because everyone's like, no, no, second system syndrome, too dangerous. Second system syndrome is like when you decide to rebuild the thing, everybody tries to make the perfect unified everything and it's a disaster. But you know what they like to do is that's when they introduce the new language or framework on the back end and on the front end. See, this is the thing. like, It's their chance to get in there, <laughs> right? We're going to rebuild with, it. Twitter did this with Scala. Like, they yeah, got, we're getting off yeah. of all of their Ruby and they're moving towards like a functional Java virtual machine programming language. Yeah. And it's always a magic bullet. We're going to solve this problem.
1: Look, it's a huge undertaking. You look at software that's version 12, and what you're looking at is essentially those layers of dirt, right? It's those I, layers of rock no that one, you, would, if you bore right through the earth, I mean, it's just time passing. And that was a hurricane 20 years ago. Everybody always
0: a, wants to solve it with the smarter tool. You know the smart way to do it. What? Okay, so a good example. Let's say I built a giant platform in Python with a bunch of like HTML and jQuery on the front. Oh, uh, it's a mess, right? And it's a mess well, in 2019. I, I want to just give a shout out to jQuery. When I first saw it, I was like, wow, that's really neat. No, and it's like Flask on the back end, and you know, just okay. all good. But it starts to bump up against all kinds of limits if okay, it's really. But you're conflating two
1: things now, though, right? We're talking about features being caked on, but you're talking about also the actual
0: tech is dated. I know, but it point. all gets perceived as one big thing. At That's the company. terrible, isn't it? This That's is a what's a terrible, real, right? terrible thing. So then you have two solutions. One is we're going to rewrite the entire Python stack in language. Don't say closure. No, if no, you no, say like, closure. We're shutting this podcast down. <laughs> Uh, Let's language Wiggle will be the name of the language. We're going to make up a language. And like Wiggle will be, does everything. Multi-threaded. Does everything. (laughs) So you can scale it to 50 different machines at one. Of course. It doesn't have any particular support on cloud services, but that's okay. And just sort of like you make the most future looking stack because you're like, we are driving into the future. The thing that really seems to work is like you carve off little pieces, write them in lower level programming languages that are kind of boring. They break a lot and then you fix it.
1: When they hear redesign, the engineers show up and they're like, oh, well, here's our chance. Because you know what? That was eight years ago and that framework isn't cool anymore. We're we're going
0: to get rid of all of our visual language and start with the new brand. Yeah. And look, to be clear,
1: this isn't just like we're being glib about it. This is just human engineers technology does get better. And so, yeah, you should take a look at things, but it is still fun to like say, Ooh, look at
0: this completely clean slate. Here's the problem. There is no solution to this. Everyone has an answer. Yes. The earlier they are in their career, the more concrete the answer is. You know, the sign of a truly serious product leader, engineering leader, design leader is you tell them your problem and you say, I think I'm going to do this. Do you think it's a good idea? And they go, well, it depends. Because you're going to make trade-offs. Of course. So there's this like feature agglomeration based on user stories and Jira tickets. Yes. That's one way it can go. But the pure product where we're going to really keep the focus means actually slows your growth. Yes. Look at Gmail. I mean, it's huge. But my God, where are we after 200 years? Pretty much. Where we started. Where we started. A little slower. Now you have an an inbox that dances. Filters are still hard to use. Yeah. Inbox was like a weird side thing. Let's pause for a second. Can we
1: name a product that we've watched it grow and evolve over years, and it didn't get worse, and it just kept getting better? In fact,
0: the tough one. Aspects of Google Search, certain programming languages. I think Python's absolutely. But that's not a better. fair analogy because like, I mean, software. our
1: our case is like software that like is hearing you know the shouts of all the big clients, right? All the big licensing fees. And you know, Google doesn't have to worry yes, about the,
0: that. And you know where it actually—you know where things get better. This is a little abstract. At the data layer, PostgreS is better than it used to be. Elasticsearch, like those sort of things, get like where the use yeah. case is focused around true stability and speed. Those things get better.
1: Is there enterprise software that continues to get better?
0: Hmm. I mean, that's almost is, impossible. It was right? never good. Right. I mean, I will say, like, if you look at SAP now versus SAP 10 years ago, it is designed like a modern software application. Like, sure, they but modernize they, it. But they've caught up to 2010. Basecamp? No, I find that it's actually gotten much worse. Okay. Slack is not as good as it used to be. Ooh. Don't you think that's true? It's getting a little cluttered. It I doesn't have a hypothesis for the future of work. It is just holding on to its enterprise. I mean, I love Slack. Yeah. There are friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is
0: hard. I don't. There know. are like five different
1: ways to get to settings. There's like I five just, different settings menus. It's,
0: seriously, something. if I had the answer, I'd be. I'd go ahead and fund the replacement with you know. I'd like go give somebody it's twenty thousand really dollars. I think
1: what we're saying here is it's really really hard. The pressures of continuing to be well, up to date. How would you fix find- Slack? You are now the product manager of Slack. I would look at usage like on a granular level and take things away. I love taking things away. That's like
0: my favorite favorite things to do.
1: (laughs) We have this, this very cool add on to Slack called dash that lets you essentially have create channels that expire. That's right. So I want to get something done. It's It's decision, decision driven. And there's like always time kind of putting pressure. And when you create one, you have to put what day it expires and what time of day it expires. And I hate the time of day. And I want it gone. And I've yeah. been complaining about this for five months now. And yep. It's tearing this company
0: apart. It is. It's it's brutal. It just <laughs> stops every conversation and it comes up constantly. But like, <laughs> how would
1: you revisit that recruiting tool? How would you revisit Slack? I would look at what are people like wondering why that button's there for? When ninety-eight percent of your users are wondering why that button's there? Well, see here's rid of it.
0: Let, Let's put Slack out of the equation because Slack has six hundred and fifty billion users, including like everyone on Mars. They right? Probably so have
1: great data though that's around the, yeah, usage. Right? The Slack.
0: There is a case to be made that Slack is actually at like the local optimum for Slack. Right? Like I'm sure that if you said, "Let's take this away," someone goes, "Yeah, that will cost us two billion dollars in revenue." <laughs> like, right. I mean, it's
1: not. Well, that's the true. That's the hard part, right? This
0: is the, and it's. And it's hard in both directions. It's hard to take it away. And it's hard to add. But our HR system is unequivocally a mess. It's a mess. We, You know what we've learned to do is we've learned to navigate it in a bad way. Yeah, I'm the, saying that
1: in a bad way because I know the three clicks that gets me to where I need to
0: get to, which is terrible. The other thing, too, there's a huge difference between a tool like a Slack or even a Gmail where you basically spend hours in them. And so yeah. you're willing to optimize around them. Unless I'm an HR director. They're also more generic, right? And they're we, using more conventions that are basically like of yeah. the operating system or of their their, their own environment. We had a, a review workflow
1: tool that allowed us to review each other. And we're oh. dropping it because... It was just this bloated, bizarro tool, and we're just not going to bother. We're going to use, like I think, Google Forms or something.
0: Well, it was one where when we did the math on how much it costs and what would it take for Also, it, nobody used it. Nobody used it. And if a human coordinated the same level of effort, it would be better for our HR person to manage it because she would be yeah. directly involved. Like, yeah. It was this thing where it's like, no, no, a human is much better than software in this case. Yeah for both her and for the company. Let's end this with a piece of advice. Okay, so wait, wait. What would we do to fix this HR product? See, I don't actually think you do. Well, I think, look. They're fine. The Let cat's out of the bag, That's right? You know, they're going to get bought is it by. it the cat's out of the bag or the yeah, horse left the barn no, or something? both are fine, okay. actually, yeah.
1: The cat's out of the bag. Here's the number one piece of advice I would give is when you got that queue, that sort of big pile of user stories that have come in from you know 200 different clients, and you're thinking about the next version of the product, as a product leader, step back. Yeah, that's Step right. back out of these discrete, one-off, almost like a to-do list of features that you need to check off. And step back and think a little more cohesively about what fundamentally is going on in the product and how you can... Is there a way to think a little differently about the product and knock out six of those tickets at once? Can I throw another
0: idea out? Yeah. Like pure efficiency point of view. Pure, I want growth and I want quality. The product is six, seven years old. It's a collection of features with a core underneath. You know what I would really do? What? I'd just create a new product. That's devastating though, right? No, because... That's the
1: redesign and the rebuild and is it the same product?
0: Don't do it that way. Like I would almost time box it. Even if you're going to throw it away, put a team of three or four on it for six weeks. Say, go find every cloud API, every simplifying service... Rebuild this thing and make sure that we can migrate this data schema to the new thing. A new experience. Just do it. Get me like, draw it for me in wireframe form. You see that sometimes. Some you ever see like, do you want to try the new?
1: Because you and know you what? you can hop over and feel this new thing. And then you can, if you don't like it, like that's a very...
0: Fall back to, get out of beta. It's, go a safer, to out. Yep.
1: it's a safer kind of way to test the waters and
0: see how people react. Uh, because I don't really like... They love code naming that shit. Yeah, new that's thing. right. That, Galleon. Here's the thing. Unless you are truly committed, it's just too hard. It's Jenga. And you're pulling piece out after piece out. It's really hard.
1: I think once you do it, it's hard to unwind it. And that's okay. So be careful when you do it. And when you get those changes coming in, you're like, you know what's fundamentally wrong here is the way we signal out that something's hopped in the workflow. That's why these 11 tickets are there. So let's talk more fundamentally about what the problem is. That is what, I mean, I think a great product, that's that's the difference between a good product leader who's someone that's going to move along tickets to a great one. A great one takes those six and puts them to a boil. And then it like melts down into one solid well, look, block. They're
0: building new abstractions that they can then later build other things with. Like you're making building blocks. You're not actually building features. And that's a good that's, product manager is someone who's like, I need to create new Legos, not yes. I need to make yes. a little guy drive around in a car. That's right. Now, look, let's really on this, let's do what we want to do, which is How much name these actual products? No, that I desperately want to do, but we're not going to do that. I just came to you and I said, I am tired of every HR system in the world and I have lots of money. I want to build my own. You're an agency. How long is it going to take for me to get something better than this piece of crap? Six months. Really? Yeah. How big's the team got to be? Four to five. Four to five people, six months. You can get me something that competes with this. Absolutely. That's real. Yes. That is actually what's great and terrifying about this industry is that I think that that is true. If we sat down for about two weeks, we could figure out exactly a six-month plan to obliterate that piece of software.
1: Yeah, and to be clear, by obliterate, it doesn't mean we're going to have feature parity. I don't want feature parity. No, 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 no. That's not what we want, well, but because there's some bizarroness here. Like, there's some bizarre, really strange things going I on want,
0: here. I do want to make sure that people could eventually target this with some of that data, because mm-hmm. we need to rip that content out and put it in our world. That's real, right? To, yeah. and, and, we also, just to be clear, have a world-class
1: set of talent here at Postlight at One Hundred One Fifth Avenue. We're a digital product studio. No, I, I'm, no, I'm, no, no. I'm joking, I, but this is the 10 expert engineer. right? Like We've got talent here that when I say six months times five people, I'm really saying the equivalent of 18 months of a
0: team elsewhere. Not to sound too arrogant, but it's true. Look, I'll stand behind that. I think the other thing is, here's what's really specific. You don't have to go out and find that team that's huge. That's huge, right? That's it actually probably eight, the single biggest it's thing. 18 that stops. Mo- it's 18 months to build a good small engineering team.
1: If you build that engineering team more quickly, they're not as good.
0: That's what I mean. Like you hired more like, quickly, you know, too quickly. It's, and it's not just that's like people who are aligned against specific things, but that's totally. what I'm saying. Like six months. This is what drives me a little crazy in this world. Is like, you've got all this bad software and you're six months away from making it better. That's the eternal struggle. And they yeah. should live in fear. Everyone should live in fear.
1: Well, what I like about this podcast, Paul, is we slipped in how good we are as a digital product
0: studio. Well, this is content marketing, damn it. That's how it's done. It doesn't feel like an ad. No, not at all. Yes. Not an ad at all for Postlight, a digital product studio at Here in 101 Fifth
1: Avenue. <laughs> anyway, look, Rich, we love building platforms like this and thinking about big product problems and we want to be your product partner. Hit us up. That's right. Hello at
0: postlight.com. If there's any piece of software that you would like to see destroyed, Within about five to six months, a team of five people can destroy it for you. Yes, we're doing
1: work for some amazing clients right now, some of the biggest companies in the world. So talk to us.
0: All right, friends, let's get back to work. Have a lovely week.